What's up, everybody? This is Clark Schmidt here, pitcher for the New York Yankees, and you are listening to the boys of 161st Street, the greatest Yankee podcast in the world. Thank you guys for tuning in. All right. Welcome back to the boys of 161st Street. Welcome back to the boys of 161st Street. I'm your host, Luke, here with Damon, Murph, and Bing. What's going on? What is going on? Aaron another, Hicks. Another roll call episode. This episode is all about Aaron Hicks. <laughs> 161st I mean, what's not to love? The guy loves golf. Guy uh, can play baseball. Can play baseball. Play center field for the Yankees. Is Let's just get into it. So, recently, we'll start with the recent news. Before we get into the projections into this year, Aaron Hicks got a hole-in-one the other day. In what, though? Like, in golf. Recreational golf, or was it a competition? It wasn't like a pro-am, like one of those... No, the putt that he made... doesn't matter. ...on the pro-am. The hole-in-one on a par four was recreational. Either way, hole in one. It doesn't matter one. whether it's recreational or pro am. It's a, it the the hole's the same distance. It, it it's a hole in one. Hole Dude, in one. I would hole cut one. my left fucking leg off to have a hole in one on a par four, playing alone. Hole in one's a hole in one. No, I, I think I do the play. same. I've came. I mean, close that's one not time. entirely true. I mean, a hole in one could be easy on a certain course. Damon hit a hole in one for me once. On a par four, it is never easy. Never. I, I didn't know it was a par four. All right. Either way, even a par three. Not I've easy. hit the green once on a par four, and I bogeyed, and I'm still saying that was probably one of the best holes of my life. I'm just saying, I, give I me the green one time on a par four, and I had like the celebration of a lifetime. Absolutely, I, I think about it probably twice a week. Feel more ride the club thing the whole way to the green. <laughs> <laughs> to get a hole in one is impressive, but he's a baseball player, not a golf player. So let's move on. But here's the thing with the golf thing. A lot of people on Yankees Twitter and in Yankees world, a lot of Yankees fans are assholes, but you know, it is being talked about that Aaron Hicks, you know, is an injury prone player, like a lot of players on the Yankees. And he's out there golfing. And you know, the thing where they say, you know, golf fucks up your swing in baseball. So don't swing a golf club. I don't know how much weight that carries. I don't know if that's true. Like trout. Mike Trout played top golf and hit it over Trout the net. Should not he did be, just fine. Mike Trout should not be considered. Mike Trout can do whatever he wants. Let you know me, how many uh, baseball players probably play golf in the offseason? All of them. 80%. No. At least. Well, here's the good thing about Aaron Hicks. He doesn't swing the bat, so it's cool. Yeah, That's not walks. gonna fuck up his walking. He's a walker. He's Johnny Walker. He Johnny Walker. Aaron Walker. I would I would say the single best walker in Major League Baseball. Can we confirm? I up. have no stats to back that, that, that up. Can't confirm, but Chandler, that should be your. You should, you should be a stat guy. If and if you can't, if you can't make a statement, and not up. back it up with stats. And what are you doing? What are you here? For? Uh, look up, look up walks per at bats last season. Where do you rank? Anyway, he while had. You're that yeah, why looking it up? He had 41 walks last year. He had an OBP of 379, but his batting average was 225. So that ratio just goes to show you that the man gets on base, and that's what he's known for, and that's why. His war is always so much higher because he gets on base and is a good defender, but can't hit the ball. Aaron Hicks, fifth in Major League Baseball with 41 walks last year. Who had the most? You just actually. Bryce Harper Harper was first with 49, and then 
Carlos Santana, Christian Yelich, Freddie Freeman, and then a three-way tie for fifth. See with that. Oh, all right, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. The rest of the people on that list, except for maybe Carlos Santana, are people that you might want to pitch around. Exactly. Nobody's going to pitch around Aaron Hicks. So when you look at it that way, him and Carlo, he and Carlos Santana theoretically have the best size in baseball because you're going to pitch around Yelich, you're going to pitch around Harper, you're going to pitch around Freeman. That's a good point, Murph. So, yep. For what it's worth. For what it's worth, I was going to say that too. Let the record show. Nice. I'll let you talk. <laughs> but with uh, with that being said, he's one of the best walkers on the team. And little uh, little known fact, obviously, if the Yankees didn't re-sign DJ, which they did, breaking news, breaking news, breaking news, DJ LeMay is a Yankee. And with, but without him, he would probably be the leadoff guy. And mm-hmm. I don't know that I'm super excited about that. And that's why I'm so much – Another reason why I'm happy that DJ is on the team is because we don't have to have Hicks be that leadoff guy. Because, again, if you don't have Hicks being the leadoff guy, uh, we're probably not going to have a, a breakup in the lineup, which we love to have for quite some time. Like what, like two through nine is going to be – if we don't resign Gardner, two through nine is all righties. So like, they like to use Hicks as that breakup, and that we don't have to worry about now. Now the, I can bat six. The crazy thing is, though – is that in his last one, two, three, four seasons, his last season in 2020, he has worst batting average, but he has highest on-base percentage. So yep. can you imagine this guy hit um, 20 points higher and had a 240 uh, batting average? He had an OBP of over 400. Like if he, if he could hit 20 points higher, you're going to have to consider him in the same... And I know this is a bit of a stretch, but when you're talking prime Joey Votto as far as getting on base, if Aaron Hicks could hit the ball even a little bit better, I mean, he's at least up there. Like I said, as far as getting on base, he's not Joey Votto. He's never going to be Joey Votto. He's not a Hall of Famer yet unless he just has a fucking crazy like last seven, eight years of his career. But, you know, as far as, like I said, getting on base, the production there and – Scoring runs, he he's got to be considered with Joey Votto if he can hit two fifty, two sixty. You calling Joey Votto a, a Hall of Famer? Jo- absolutely. absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Maybe How not. Could you not I mean, call I, Joey there, Votto there's an argument for him to be a first ballot, but even absolutely. if he's not a first ballot, he's really? going to be in the Hall of Fame. But anyway, Why? damn it, could you just reiterate something like, for me? I'm about to make a Joey Votto episode. I cannot believe you would slander Joey Votto like that. Just damn it, could you just reiterate something for me? What's up, Murph? He had a higher OBP than DJ. I don't know. It, wait, what did you? What was the stat you just said? You just said he had the lowest. He had the lowest batting average with the yeah. highest on base percentage in the last four years of his career. Oh, last four years. I missed that. Yeah, part. I okay. didn't. I didn't say he was higher than anybody else. I just said like the ratio. Okay, like, okay. He's what he's getting on base more and more, but he's hitting less and less. No, I was gonna. So the last four things screwed it up a little bit, but basically the point that I was going to make, I think, still seems a little bit valid because a guy like DJ gets a lot of hits because he's an early he's an early count guy when he needs to be. He doesn't necessarily look for walks the way that Aaron Hicks does, so it kind of affects his batting average because that's how he knows he can get on base is that he has a good eye and he can walk. So you're not he's not necessarily looking for the first pitch, second pitch, third pitch type thing like DJ is. So. I mean, if he's hitting 20 points higher, he's probably going to walk a little bit less. Yeah, I mean, to, to put it in perspective, LeMahieu only had 41 walks last year, and Aaron Hicks had... Sorry, I said that wrong. DJ LeMahieu only had um, 18 walks last year, and Aaron Hicks had 41 walks last year. But DJ LeMahieu's yeah, on-base percentage was 421. 
Well, yeah, because his because his average was so yeah, high. Of course, yeah, yeah, I was really surprised by that sack because I missed the four years part. But either way, regardless, anyway, you cut it. There's different approaches when you're like at bat, and Aaron Hicks's approach is way different from DJ Le- DJ Lemayhu. DJ gets the ball in play, and he hits for a high average, and Hicks gets on base because he has a really good eye. Yeah, and. So you can't really expect him. I mean, 20 points higher isn't that crazy because he hit 220. Like, I could easily see him hitting 240, but he's not going to walk at the same rate if he's hitting 240 because you're jumping on those early pitches. I mean, his second year with the Yankees, Hicks hit almost 270, 266. So it's it's many, not like it's walks? completely out of the realm of possibility that he gets back to somewhere around there. How many walks? How many he walks had 50, 51. Right. So he walked at a way lower rate because of the... But that's only in 88 games. That was half a season. Oh, still, oh okay, 88 games. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, All right. So, yeah. That's the other thing to consider. Like, he's really only had two seasons in his career where I would consider it to be a full season that he's played. In, in 2016 and 2018, he played over 120 games. Everything else is... His next highest was 88. Sorry. And is 97, 2015, and then 88 in 2017. So that's the biggest issue is he just like he's only stayed in the field really two seasons for a whole season. I mean, that's the issue with so many people on this team. So Which is, I'm just, just reiterating how it's just adding just on far to far for it. the course. And like I said, he's one of those guys who have been just like super it's super high ceiling. He's he's obviously one of our most most impact players. And I know we're going to get into this conversation. We're planning on getting into it later, but let's get into it now. Hicks is one of the most clutch Yankees that I can remember. And I, 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 there's plenty of other times where other players have like super clutch hits, like the judge home run in, in the wild card games, plural, like there's multiple games where he's had wild card home runs, um, other situations like that. But I, I don't, Cheating. I don't know that there's anybody on the Yankees active roster that is more clutch than Aaron Hicks. Uh, when you, when you consider the defensive as well as the offensive stuff, like, I just just from our intro song, there's if again if you're not listening, if you're just listening on the podcast, it's available on YouTube. Go check it out. Go subscribe to the show. Shameless plug. But like I'm saying on the intro, we have the Hicks catch, but also people forget in that game. I mean, if you do forget, whatever, fuck you. But that home run against Verlander off the foul pole is arguably just not the not the same game. Sorry, but he had the home run in that game against the Twins to keep us in it, and then he closed it out with the catch, but also in the ALCS against the Astros, that home run he had off the foul pole was probably one of the most electric times I, I've had being a Yankee fan. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, because there are like four things within the last like three years that I think of like the super, super clutch things. And I think of, I guess maybe in my own bias, because I was at, we were all at the game was the, uh, the judge home run against the A's. And then I got uh, Hicks's home run against the Astros. I get the DD one against, Twins or Cleveland red and blue either way. And then I got the DJ and then I got the DJ one against the Astros that was, you know, taken away from us because of Altuve and his cheating bastard ways. So like, those are like the four that I think of and two of them aren't on the team anymore. So it's, it's Hicks and DJ and Hicks is one of them. So he's worth the conversation. Yeah. So Hicks, Hicks to me in that conversation about Hicks versus DJ, DJ is, is arguably more clutch, but I think, I, I think DJ is more clutch overall. Like he's 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 just more come consistent. Up, he's come up more clutch in more situations, but they're not as like. But the the magnitude of the situations where Hicks comes up clutch, it's like that moment. Like he's he has more top ten clutch moments, but DJ has 
more clutch moments as a conglomerate together is more clutch. You know what I mean? Does that make any sense? Yeah. Well, Hicks' Hicks's clutch moments are just more explosive. Like the home run against the the Mets this year when we came back from like five down in the seventh because it was a fucking dumbass doubleheader. So we're down five runs in the seventh. You have that bullet home run from Hicks. You have the uh, ALCS 2019. You've got the, you know, whatever, the catches, the ones against the Twins, so on and so forth. His are just memorable. And I like you said, DJ's consistent. We expect it out of DJ. Hicks can go 0 for 5 with 5Ks, and he comes up to bat in the bottom of the ninth, down by a run. I'm like, okay, I can picture in my head a scenario where this is tied or ahead, whatever the situation is. He's not somebody like Gary, where Gary's 0 for 5 heading into the bottom of the ninth. And I know that's kind of you know low to pick on him, but when I see Hicks up in the bottom of the ninth down by a run, I'm like, oh, fuck. You know, I, I see him, and I'm like – and I can like vividly picture in my head a scenario where we're tied. Yeah. So yeah. I, I just think that if we're, if we're marking them, who's the most clutch Yankee, DJ or Hicks? Pick one. Murph. Actually, well, yeah, I was going to say, if I could go first, I think there's a – a different level Please, to it sir, can i go first <laughs> uh no there's a different level to it because judge and dj are two of the stars on the yankees and hicks really isn't and so when judge or dj does something memorable it's certainly memorable but it's not necessarily completely unexpected whereas when hicks does something completely memorable like the catch or like the home run it's it carries a little more weight because it's hicks and he's he's not like the uh the guy that you expect to do that essentially so if you like take the gap between the expected and what he actually does, like on these highlight and memorable plays, it it carries a little bit more weight in that way. So I don't know what necessarily if he's more clutch than Judge or DJ, but he's he's definitely made some game changing plays. Let me throw this question out here for all of you guys. So game on the line outside of Judge and DJ, because I mean, unobjectively, those are t- our two most consistent and best players. Who who would you take in a clutch situation over Hicks outside of Judge and DJ? Uh, last year or going into next year? I know this is in general. I know in general, twenty. Let's answer. say twenty twenty one. I'm going to set up the scenario for you. It's twenty twenty one, mid August. We're one game ahead, playing who fucking the, the Indians down by a run, guy on second. It is a big game. Who are you taking? So I can't think of somebody outside of Judge and DJ and Hicks that I want. So like the funny Hicks answer, is the guy. My funny answer would be Mike Ford because he's the pinch hit home run king, but that's tr- obviously not the case. Um, that's a, no, I like that. That's a good way to look at it. In recent news, I think you were overlooking Voight. I was going to say Voight. Yeah, I was going to say the exact but same I was thing. Gonna say, I was going to well, say when, when was Voight's last big it's clutch? Funny, it's funny hit. that I'm no, saying he had that a couple. I was always, always the Voight hater. So. Well, here's the thing. Nobody's clutched until they are. So you put oh, them in I that agree. spot, and then, sure. once they, So say that happens, right, and Voight hits that home run, then Voight is in this conversation because we, have, we all have in mind the DJ clutch home run, the Hicks clutch home run, the Judge clutch home run. So once there's another one, then all of a sudden he's clutch. So you never know. I, I think Voight's the guy. Sidebar, do you think that, that DJ home run in the ALCS against the uh, Astros that uh, Springer just – came up short getting. Do you think that gets overlooked as one of the most clutch moments in Yankees history because we didn't win? 
Yeah. It, yes. the, uh, do you guys remember the NCAA like basketball championship? A couple of, like when Villanova won on that buzzer beater. Yep. yep. When like, Jimmer Fredette. I knew exactly where you were going with that. Oh, I think his name was Colby White, the kid from UNC. Hit like yep. a crazy, crazy, crazy three with like I don't know two seconds left, and like that should have been a historical moment, but it was completely undermined by the villain or the Villanova like three pointer at the end. So like the Villanova one's considered one of the best shots of all time, but if Villanova doesn't hit that shot, then all of a sudden the Colby White one would have been. So yeah, it's this situation. Just kind of wild. I think that gets like, like I mean, not amongst me. Like I, it's not overlooked by me, but. To, I don't know. No, no, that would that was. I, I'm telling you right now, there that might have also been, made it hurt that much worse. Like I don't know. For me, that is one of the most electric moments mm-hmm. in my living Yankee fandom. I have almost never been more excited. We we were watching at the same place, Luke or Rella. Why did I call you Luke? I don't know. But either way, we were watching at the same place. You were like distraught, bent over, thinking we were fucked, and I I came over to you and I was like, hey, like. We're okay. And then he hit the home run, and it was just unbelievably electric. Only to get our hearts broken later. You were just, like, trying to console me, though. Like, you didn't really think that. I was – No, no, no. I didn't think he was hitting the home run. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. I was trying to console you and saying it's not over yet. It wasn't, like, I think DJ is going to hit home run. It was just – I do remember looking over to Kevin being like, dude, like, we we came to terms. Like, oh, season's over. Like, this this is a good run. Yeah. And, like, that was how – I know this isn't about Hicks, but, like, let's talk about it. Like, that was a – a moment where I was just like, I, I, I can it, it was that was such a roller coaster. It's actually insane. Like I'll take you through it. We were in a bar. I'll set the scene for the listeners. Emotions. We talked about this before, but if you're new, here's a story that it's. I'll tell my kids. It's just the roller coaster of that game, 20, 20, 2019 ALCS against the Astros. I'm at a bar. It's called Vanity. If you know where it is, we went. We went to the school in Quinnipiac. It's in New Haven. If you're in the Connecticut, New Haven area, you probably know. But if you're in the area, don't go. Just keep driving. But we were there watching the game with all my friends, and it's just up and down, up and down. I forget what happened. Something happened. I mean, we were just losing kind of the whole game, but it was a close game. And then Geo, I think Geo had a clutch hit that tied no, it no, up. No, no, I think the one where I freaked out on it was it was the DJ home run. So the DJ home run happens, and I absolutely smashed the jukebox. There's for some <laughs> for whatever reason they still have a jukebox. No, 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 you did it before the home run. No, 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 that was yeah. when I, that was when I smashed the jukebox, and I there's security all over the place, and I smashed the jukebox. I go like this, like oh let's go, let's go, and I smashed the jukebox. Shit goes black. <laughs> that thing wasn't working and i immediately like do that thing where you're just like stevie wonder you just, like, you just like divert and just go go somewhere else like com- like i just try to try to like do a smoke bomb and escape and it's just like oh it wasn't me but then i'm so excited because we just tie it up and then like just like a house of cards just blow it over and i i have never felt worse in my life than that no I, I, got, you- I got kicked out of the bar after uh they were about to kick us out, yeah. Altuve, one, no, once Altuve went yard, I, like, dropped down, like, not on my knees, but, like, in, like, a catcher's position with, like, hands over the head like this. It's a bad radio. Cohen, like, the David Cohen head. thing, yeah. And, yeah, and, and, like, somebody thought I was, like, too drunk, perfect, and they kicked game. me out. I was leaving anyway, but, like, I just, I don't know. That was just. Yeah, I was watching that in my friend's hot tub, and there's a couple of us sitting there. DJ hit the home run. What a place I freaked out, out. Yeah, right? Damn. Yeah, no. Whatever. Thanks for the invite. Hey, man, come to Florida whenever. 
went down there hanging out freak out we're sitting there in a hot tub at this point i'm fully convinced we're winning the world series dj's hit the most one of the most clutch home runs i've ever seen in fully my life torqued. Fully i'm telling torqued. you jose altuve hit that home run to be torqued <laughs> dude, <laughs> hot tub how do you get out there that I, is, I can tell you that's top five places the worst place to be fully torqued not i don't i can't think oh of a worse God. place to be torqued when Altuve hit that home <laughs> run, I rolled again? out of that hot tub. <laughs> Let's clip like this. A, <laughs> I rolled out of the hot tub on my side, and I stared at a brick for probably three and a half hours. I was, was it because you were trying to hide your shorts. Yes, we should one hundred percent. My shorts, pull. my shorts were already ruined from DJ, so I, I was embarrassed. Full next disclosure. Pull. Where's but, the worst place to be fully torqued? Should we talk about Hicks again? Uh, this yeah, I was going to say, should just change ball. the episode name to DJ Lamont? <laughs> no, should. We've had technical issues. Everybody, so regardless, you know. that Hicks home run off the foul pole, I was fully torqued for. Right. But but besides... <laughs> I've been fully torqued for two years after that. <laughs> but besides his clutches, clutchness, which is all we've talked about so far... Dude's what, clutch! But what do, we, what do we expect out of him from the rest of the season, though? I, I expect him to bat 250 like he has for his entire career. 250? He's no, a career 235 batting average. Less than. I expect him to bat that. But I expect him to get on at a 400 clip. And I and I think he's a – what do you expect? Like, he's always going to play good defense. I I know we're going to talk about that his the sabermetrics are starting to show a little bit of a decline. But, like, that's to be expected in a player that's getting older and dealing with more injuries. But at the same time – and again, I, I think it did look like he gained a little bit of weight, but like he still moves. Dude, he's, he can he's still make the catch. But when you look at guys like him, like he just has that swagger about him that he just makes the plays. Like he he just it's easy for him. Like the the diving plays come easy for him. You know what I mean? It's just he makes the plays look easy. It's just not like you know early Clint. Early Clint kind of like was shaky about things, and it's just. It's natural. It's natural for Hicks. Yeah, and I think that, you know, I expect a lot of him next season because, I mean, for a few reasons. I think, one, just because we need him to produce. But, two, like, he hasn't been able to stay on the field for a little while. And last year, he actually played the second most games at any Yankee. The first was Luke Voigt. He played 54 games last year, which was, the again, like I just mentioned, the second highest set of all the other Yankee players, and he really kind of carried a team that was broken up again last season. And if he can continue that durability, then I we, he's a very, very valuable piece in that lineup for a few reasons, but also because he's a switch hitter. He breaks the lineup, lineup up a little bit. He gets on base, and if he can play, he's a top 10, top 5 center fielder or has potential to be a top 5 center fielder. I think he's, I think he's a top 8 right now. Um, but he's a potential to be like a top five center fielder if he can stay in the field. I think he knows his role, and I think we need him to play his role. And his role is to get on base, to hit, to play in the clutch like he does, and to field. And if he can, I don't care if he hits two thirty if he's getting on base at the clip that he is. Yeah, especially later in the lineup. Like he had to get bumped up in the lineup because injuries last year. If we can stay healthy and we can leave him later in the lineup to get on base because we don't have a hole. That's the thing about the Yankees. Like when they're healthy, they don't have a hole in the lineup. And so if your six hitter can get on base at a three, whatever clip, do we have the power and the, and the, uh, the, just the ability to hit at the bottom half of the lineup. And then if it turns around at the top half of the lineup where 
getting on base is something we need. We don't have, we have, we talk all the time about, we have the cookie cutter home runner bus guys. And there are two people that don't fit that mold and it's DJ and Hicks and DJ gets hits and Hicks gets on base and he, they both feel pretty well. And we yeah. need, we got other in the outfield. Well, obviously judge too, but like we have one like fielding guy in the outfield and that is, that's Hicks. And we have, you know, DJ in the infield. So well, just whoa, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. did you say one fielding guy in the outfield? No, I said like one like put fielding guy. Put some respect guy. on Clint's name. Cole's Dude, Glover. put some respect on no, Joe. No, 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 no. no, no, no. You're, you're wildly misunderstanding me. I'm Woo! saying there's one guy. There's Clint's one a guy. Gold Glove finalist. Don't forget. I thought we already. Chill, I, the reason chill, why I didn't say chill. Joe is because I thought we already mentioned Judge. So I was like, wait. Also think no. about Clint. But like, no, 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 no. You're misunderstanding. Judges, me. judges, I'm judges saying a fielding guy, meaning that we right fielder in the game. Go ahead, Bernie. Uh-huh. Chandler, shut Go your ahead, I'm, saying, I'm, I'm saying that we are paying him to field, not hit. We're paying Judge to hit. Yes. But Judge is a great fielder, 100%. But I'm saying, like, he, like, if he can't field, then we don't need Hicks in the, like, in our lineup any, every day. Yes. But also take if a Judge look at. Field, he's still being right. Yes. But True. also, I'm just taking a look at the overall production from the Yankees. Like I said before, he played majority of the games in center field last year. And take a look at, like, the team war by position from last year and center field, the Yankees were sixth in war from center field and position wise. And that means that, that that's all him pretty much. So I'm considering him to be, you know, almost a top five center fielder. If he can, can if he can hit a little bit better and just maintain everything else. I'll tell you, I don't even need him to hit great. My ideal season. A little better. That's all I'm asking. No, my ideal season for him, play 130-ish games, hit it like a 240 clip, get on base in the upper 300s, drop 20 home runs, have the clutch moments. He's not the best center fielder in the world, but he's good. Fuck the metrics. I don't care. When the moment counts, he's there. And I, tr- I if there's a fly ball in the gap, game on the line, I trust Hicks to get there. Play you know, at that level. Thank you. That's hit, exactly hit what I was the, trying hit, to say. Exactly. Play at that level. Hit at a decent clip. Nothing crazy. Get on base. Hit home runs. Out of a seven, eight hole hitter. I mean, I can't ask for much more. He's not. If we're not asking him to be DJ and we're not asking him to be the leadoff guy, we're just asking him to be who he is. Thank you for the hand gestures. Um, if we're asking him to be who he is, and he performs anywhere close to that, I, I have no complaints. He's a great asset to this team that, in that role. That's exactly all I was trying to say when I said that he's the fielding guy. Because there, there are two people on this team that still have their job if they're hitting 230. And it's Gary Sanchez because we don't have a better option. And it's Aaron Hicks because he can field. So that's what I meant by the fielding guy is that like he can hit 230 and still be a valuable asset in the lineup because he can get on base. I'm not worried about him getting on base. That's true. Yeah, Probably you had something. What on. I was going to say was if we are in a situation where Aaron Hicks is hitting anywhere, honestly, like if if he is hitting above 238, whatever it may be, if he's, if it, let's just say Aaron Hicks starts like raking, let's say he hits like 260 plus, we are without hole. We said it before, like if, if we're in a place where Hicks is one of the main producers with the bat. Not, not, I'm, not, I'm not counting walking. I know he's going to walk. If he starts hitting like and hitting with consistency, 
this is a World Series team, no doubt about it. Because like that is one of the few offensive, and again, I'm saying with the bat, not not counting walks, batting average alone, which may or may not matter to some people. But I'm just saying, with if if one of the few Yankee holes or holes starts hitting, that that, that may be the X factor. I mean, he may be the X factor for this team. Is Aaron Hicks, and that's yeah. on both sides of the plate too. I actually, saw an article that was titled that the other day that Aaron Hicks is the X factor of the Yankees in twenty twenty one. He could. Why? Why not? Well, considered. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if we're healthy and he's the quote unquote hole, as you mentioned in the lineup, and he can get on base at a three seventy whatever it is clip, fine, fine by me. One thing I will note, like I said, the one thing. Let me. I'm going to hit on this just because it's there. Put your middle finger down. Um, There's one thing I kind of touched on already, but when I'm watching a Yankees game and there's a moment that I need a hit, he's one of the very few guys that no matter what, I I can picture it. Like you're watching a game in any sport, you can picture a big play. Hicks is one of the guys on the Yankees that I can picture it, regardless of the scenario, whatever it is. I can always like see it in my head that it's going to happen. Yeah, you said that already. Even if it doesn't. Well, I know I already said it, but I wanted to touch on it right again. Now. Hello, we used to talk about that. We we haven't talked about it in a while, but you when in our early episodes, you used to talk all the time about like confidence when somebody's hitting. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. It was a big point against Voight for you like you had the bad feeling about Voight like a year ago. And it, it, I called I, it I called I, it the I called it the Vicky Mendoza diag. No, I know it doesn't make any sense, but I, I, it was to be named later, so I just named it something crazy. I know what the Vicky Mendoza diagonal means if you watch How I Met Your Mother, but it was my weird thing. It's, it's basically just a confidence meter for those who are tuning in now. And it's like, okay, that batter in the box, every single stat, throw it out the window. How do I feel when that guy is stepping in that box? Literally every single stat. No, it's not even the eye test, because eye test is like, are they hitting? That translates. I'm saying... You're in the box. Am I confident you get a hit? That's it. Basically what Chandler's been saying. But like that, I've been preaching this since we started this goddamn podcast way back when. If you know about my Vicky Mendoza diagonal, you're, diagonal. you're a real one. Diagonal. <laughs> but, no, it's a, it's a flawed system. But like it, it kind of makes a lot of sense because I, I feel the same way. Like Every single time Giancarlo Stanton steps in the box, I see a look in his eye. And I think he's going to hit the ball to the moon. Obviously, he doesn't every single time. Really? With but like with me, it's not so much with him. I think he's going to strike out every time. Strikeouts there. No, but when they do the, you know how every single time there's a broadcast and they somebody steps in the bat, they like do a close up of his face. Yeah. He just has like he. I I can't imagine being the pitcher. Like Giancarlo puts the fear of God in him, so I think yeah. that he's going to do something crazy. That's so, great. I see scared shitless yeah. strikeout on a slider in the dirt. But you're, really, you're absolutely right. But with me, with this, with this again, it's you know, it's a flawed system. But it's just the way I feel. It goes both ways. So like a guy who is absolutely raking, like Voigt was for his pretty much his whole Yankee career, to be honest. And we'll get into his roll call again soon. But like a guy who could be smashing the numbers, like stuffing the stat sheet. I just feel like he strikes out more, and that's just how I what I remember. And I'm not, I don't not watch. I watch. I'm just saying, when I see, I see him striking out. And it may be because his strikeout numbers are high, but his OBP is higher. Like, it doesn't it doesn't matter. There's no rhyme or reason for it. It's just like, do you have confidence with that, that player is going to get hit in X situation? And with Hicks, to make it full circle with Hicks, he is up there for me. 
Voigt is climbing this ladder, and it and this is a hard thing to gain traction in. It's it's harder than like there's that wild stat just to be a tangent, like the Tony Gwynn, the Tony Gwynn thing. Like if he gets out for the next eighteen hundred at bats, he's still about over three hundred. It's like it's harder to gain stat statistically in the like it's you got to win me over. That's it. To play devil's advocate for you, the whole Voight not passing your eye test was not in this past season. It was this no, season no, no. Before. This this was that should, be, that should be noted. That wasn't mentioned, but it should be noted. No, twenty nineteen, and that's why this season, it was warranted at that point. This season it wasn't, has won me over. He 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 right, won no, me I'm over. Sure. And yes, like you said, like we'll get into it on the his episode. But like I wouldn't go back and change my opinion. I would. I still felt the same way, but now he has won me over. I feel confident with him in the box. This is about Hicks. I always feel confident with Hicks in the box, no matter what his stats may say. And that's be- that's we haven't even mentioned him his pimped walks. <laughs> like that's the he best pimps thing everything. in the world. But yeah. one thing I wanted to know before was he's never made an All Star team. Yep. He I has mean, no awards. That kind of surprised me. He has no accolades. I'm not that surprised. Not a good. I mean, I don't expect him to be an All Star. I don't expect him to be an MVP. I expect him to be a Right above average, middle to back of the order, good defensive on base guy. I don't expect an MVP. I don't expect an all star appearance. I want him to be good. That's it. Just be good. Good enough. Yeah. After we're talking about quote unquote, as I say, hole in the lineup, and we're talking about how the fact that he hasn't been in an all star game is kind of nuts, that says something about how strong our lineup is. Like, our. I guess I, I don't say I wouldn't say role player because he's the everyday center fielder, but like our minimal production guy, I guess. Like I don't know how to describe him, but like he, he for lack of he, a better word, he's a hole. It, for our hole to be our, in, our hole, the fact that we're surprised that our hole hasn't been to an all star game is a luxury that not a lot of teams have. So I think we've already answered this question, but just to close, he got this seven year, seventy million dollar contract extension. I I personally know that he's he's worth the money, and I would, I would still sign him to a ten year AAV for what he were getting, even with the injury history. And I'm assuming you guys feel the same way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. So here's the way you look at it: is that would you sign him to a one year, ten million dollar deal? Absolutely. You, that's a contract year to year. So and the alternative that, is like Tyler Wade playing center field. <laughs> no, he's a very he's a talking. very valuable asset to the team if he can stay healthy. He's an extremely, extremely valuable asset. Yeah. All right. I mean, there are a lot of people going for a lot more that are yeah. just as good as Hicks. So, all right. Well, that'll do it from us. This is a long episode. We kind of just told like our life story about the, towards the end of this one. Like, I mean, that was that was a fun little reminisce. I can't wait to just have like real memories, like real new memories, <laughs> like real baseball memories. I, we were saying before we got on the air, like the the majority of our time doing this podcast this is episode 90 has been like without baseball so if you've stuck around, sticking around if you stuck around <laughs> with us through covid years like like the thick of this podcast was with no baseball and that's i mean kind of wild when you put it into perspective that like, we, we started in august about. of 2019 so we had basically the 2019 playoffs and then the off season going into 2020 and then the covid season and then the off season going into this year so yeah, that offseason going into last year was brutal. Well, that's actually what what 
Brutal. We got Garrett Cole. No, no, no. But yeah, like brutal well, to think of shit to talk Cole, about. Nothing. Yeah. And then after Cole's hype went down, we had nothing. It was yeah. all theoretical. But the the Isaac being the fifth starter. Yeah. Wild. Uh, like if we could show like a year ago today, that's what we were talking about. Good to good to be where we are now. Hope I mean they're talking about shutting down the fall league for or or pushing it but I, I still think we're going to be good they can play elsewhere but uh, it's, it's looking like we're going to get a season that starts on time so we're doing the roll calls but it's just cool that uh the, a lot of people love the roll calls if you do love them make sure you leave a review five stars we would very much appreciate it helps us out a ton makes us really happy makes us smile um but yeah these roll calls were built out of out of quarantine they were born out of quarantine so glad you guys like them we're gonna keep doing them and we're gonna make them an annual thing obviously we have and uh yeah go yanks Oh, yanks. All the guys at 161st Street, I just have two words for you. See ya. Destroying everything we ever touched So cheers to us And why